Moncrief on News Talk. It's a busy time at a Dublin airport with thousands coming home to celebrate Christmas with their families. But they're not all universally jolly. Paula Gahan, who's a flight attendant and host of the Bad Air Hostess podcast, has been writing in today's Irish Times that passengers fall roughly into five main categories. Paula, good afternoon to you. Hi, Sean. How are you? We always think, I suppose, that the people who work in the airline industry, like things shut down on Christmas Day. But I suppose that's just here. Lots, lots of other places, people are still flying. Yeah, definitely. Loads of people flying. Yeah, it's actually quite busy because if you don't celebrate Christmas, a lot of countries, you know, they don't celebrate Christmas. You get um, cheap flights. Right. OK, so people would. So would people from this part of the world then be flying as well because taking advantage of that? I suppose you would. It's a bit rarer. But yeah, you. I mean, they'd be flying every day. So, yeah, um, I was lucky this year. I'm actually not working Christmas Day, but um, loads of my colleagues are. Right. OK. And would things be kind of Christmassy on a plane? Yeah, I mean, you get into the spirit. I mean, the company always try and encourage you to sort of wear Christmas hats and be jolly. But I think um, there's a sort of camaraderie and people understand that, uh, you know, you're working and you probably would prefer to be at home. So people are normally really nice. Yeah. And uh, would airports, most airports be Christmassy? Yeah, they would, Sean. Most airports would be Christmassy, especially in the the US. You know, they really go all out. But um, I really think Dublin Airport, in my opinion, I'm not just saying, I think Dublin Airport really is the best for like the Christmas spirit. All right. Okay. And why is that? Um, well, the last time I was there, I was just, my sister dropped me up to the airport. They always have like, do you know the little piano and anybody can play the piano? Do you know that open piano they have in Dublin mm, Airport? Yeah. And like, my mother, she plays the piano. She played fairy tale in New York. But like, I think Irish people are just so naturally musical that there's always someone on that playing that piano. And then there's like choirs and that kind of thing. OK, yeah, that's true. Anyway, the, uh, yeah, your piece today in The Times, uh, you've said there's five types of uh, festive traveller. Little Miss Last Minute. Uh, would, that, would that be a person arriving to the plane in a bit of a flap? Yeah, part. that's actually kind of me. Um, I don't know if you ever <laughs> do this on the way home. Would you like? I used to always buy my Christmas presents in the duty free. I think it's a lot of people. Right. Okay. And would the kind of choice be kind of somewhat limited in the duty free? Everyone's getting a bottle of whiskey, kind of thing, or a box yeah, of a chocolate. bottle of whiskey or, or perfume. I mean, you can get loads of stuff, makeup, that kind of thing, toys, that kind of anything really. Yeah, and so they they'd like stagger into the plane, kind of loaded down with stuff. Yeah, and then normally they have like chocolates for the crew, which is always nice. Just to say, that's always nice to get like a box of chocolates for the crew. Yeah, D- does that happen a lot? Because I must no, say, I'm an ignorant git. It's never occurred to me to bring in chocolates for the crew. And then if you do bring the chocolates, you always get something in return, like if maybe a glass of champagne. Yeah, okay, that'd, that'd, that'd be nice. And uh, like when, But if people bring you in chocolates, is it always the same chocolates or, or are you, you know... Uh, you're going, oh God, here's another box of roses or whatever. Is the standard in any particular airport? No, it's normally like a Ferrero Rocher or something nice like that. Okay, something international. Uh, yeah, uh, international, exactly. Yeah, and, and uh, the Mary and Josephs, uh, uh, as you call them, but they, these are the people who are transporting kids. That's, yeah. you know, God love them. Uh, and now everybody feels sorry for them, but nobody wants to sit close to them. No, nobody wants to be near like the babies. But I suppose... I, do, I don't have kids myself, but I think you should probably appreciate travelling before you have kids because it seems like a real hassle, doesn't it? Mm, gee, I, like I, dragging I, bags and everything. Yeah, 
And uh, and they're crying and, you know, there might be a stink. And, and that's uh, just the parents. That's just the parents. Show. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> what can you do about that, though, to kind of, you know, if you're seeing the people around them, you know, rolling their eyes or whatever, you know, is there much you can do to kind of alleviate it for everyone? Now, to be fair, people are normally really nice. I mean, because I think most people understand. Mm. Yeah. Like you can't really control the kids crying. So I think most people are very understanding. Yeah. And like on the last flight, I was coming back from, I think it was L.A. We had, it was like a crash. There must have been 10 babies screaming. <laughs> but like, there's there's literally nothing you can do. Uh, now, the odd time, I remember once one person got very angry. But that's rare because you can't really control babies, can you? No, you can't control babies. Now, there is, though, you know, when they're a bit older, maybe they're toddlers and, you know, they want to. Yeah, now that's know. a different story, Sean. I can't, like, I, I toddlers is kind of a different thing. Like, babies, yeah, I can be more forgiving with the babies. But, like, like grown children screaming is a bit different. Yeah, and especially if they, you know, they're struggling, they won't go into the seat and then they want to yeah. go for a, a, you know, a walk and they're walking up to people and going, who are you? What's your name? And all yeah. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And some people love that. I mean, some people love that, but some people get really awkward. And I do feel sorry for them when you have just random kids running all over the plane and they're kind of going up, especially when they're running into first class, which has happened. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they they don't really mind economy, but if you have any little economy babies running into first class, that is a problem, Sean. They don't like that at all. You'd almost do it deliberately for the mischief. They, uh, and I think some people do. Some people do. I really do think they do. Uh, and can you kind of go up to the parents and, you know, not say control your children, but kind of mean that? Is there a kind of a diplo- diplomatic way of, of saying that to the parents? Um, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, it's a tricky issue because people are very, very sensitive when it comes to their kids. But no, there's really nothing you can do. You just have to sort of hope that they manage the situation themselves. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, your third category is laid back, Johnny. Now, these are just obviously solo travellers. They're having a great time and they're half cut getting yeah. off the plane. Yeah. Um, do you know, I, uh, these are always young people. I don't know if you ever lived abroad, but you know, like the first couple of years of living abroad, whenever you come home, you're like the prodigal son. Mm. And everyone loves you and they can't wait to see you in the pub and it's sort of exciting. So that's kind of that person. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's great. And then it where, I suppose, yeah, because that's funny, you're, you're, you have laid back Johnny and then the next category is dreading it and probably laid back Johnny turns into dreading it eventually. Yeah, uh, well, you know, when you, people do emigrate or ever, sometimes I think, I think a lot of the time there, there's a reason why people leave the town. Like, I think for a lot of people going back to the town, the small town where you're from or whatever, it can be kind of traumatic. Like you'd be bumping into ex-boyfriends from 20 years ago, like the people who bullied you in school are there. And for some people, it's a bit triggering, you know. Mm, yeah, you can. And well, maybe kind of when you're at a distance, you kind of you're looking at it through rose tinted glasses and then you get back and the reality. And then you hits go back you. there yeah. and you get a shock, you know. Yeah. So that's yeah. some people. And then like you're all, you know, when you go back for Christmas, you're always like often you're, you're staying in like your childhood bedroom. Uh, with all the posters on the wall. It can be like, you can literally, over the Christmas, you can turn back into like Kevin the Teenager. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, no, because that's, and apparently that's a thing. They've studied this, that everyone, you know, you go back and then you slit into what, uh, slot into what the family hierarchy yeah. was. You could be in your mid-40s, but you're still, you know, you turn into a surly teenager as soon as you get home. Again. Yeah. Just, I've had that, you know, I just went home recently and I, I was back being 18-year-old Paula back in Kildare Town doing the leaving search. I even had the leaving search nightmare. Did you ever have that? Yeah. Uh, well, I, did, I haven't done my French homework uh, while <laughs> listening to the theme from Glen Row. That one. Yeah. It was the Irish oral exam for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
the uh, but uh, presumably, and this is your last category, you do get people come on who are genuinely like totally buzzing about the idea of Christmas. Yeah, they're the best. I love these people. This um, just some people just absolutely love coming home. I mean, it kind of reminds me. Of my, I've got um, an uncle who lives abroad, and every time he comes back to Ireland, he just absolutely loves it. Um, they're like, do you know, like the the ghost of Christmas present, like really jolly people who just love coming home. Yeah. And they give the crew chocolates, Sean. They're the ones that give the ah, good right. lint, the lint balls. That's what we want, the lint balls, okay? Mm, yeah. The, oh, it's lint you want, actually, yeah. I don't want them roses. I don't know what you're yeah. on about with the roses. I want the lint balls. Right, so this okay. person will give you a really nice box of chocolates. Just be very jolly and happy. If you have somebody, though, who's really jolly and happy sitting right beside somebody who's absolutely dread, dreading going back, that's kind I of... think that's a good combination because, <laughs> uh, you know, if there is a person who's dreading going home, <laughs> For Christmas, and there must be loads of people who are. I mean, maybe this jolly person will cheer them up a bit. Yeah, maybe, or make them feel worse, or <laughs> you know, tempt them to commit an act of murder because of all <laughs> all the jolliness. One of our listeners wants to know: uh, do uh, do people actually still get bumped up to first class anymore? Like, is it I actually it. a thing? I do that, um, and I I was talking to my sister about this because do you know when I was telling you give the box of chocolates and you never know what you might get. Mm. Uh, and we were on a flight to New York um, with a different airline and we gave the box of chocolates and we got absolutely nothing. And I was disgusted and I said to my sister, but anytime anyone gives me anything, I go out of my way. So it's a very personal thing. I will do absolutely anything. If people are nice to me, I'll, I will. But it's an individual thing. Some people are just Grinches, you know. I personally have put people in first class. Okay, just for that? Just for the chocolates or you just like the look of them? Um, it's a combination of everything. If they're nice, not if they're obviously scheming. So like, you, the way you give the chocolates matters. Like, don't hand over the chocolates and say, yeah, put me in first. You have to play, <laughs> play the game a little bit. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and take your... And then when you bump them to first class, when does that happen? Is that before the plane takes off or do you no, kind of come no, down? No, during, I think during the flight, yeah, during the flight. So that's when I was on the way to New York with my sister. The whole flight, I was waiting to get bumped up and it just never happened. But yeah, normally that's what happens. You, you, you come down very yeah. discreetly. You have to be very discreet. Because if other people get wind of it, and they always do, then they want to know why. And then even when you move them into first class, you know, the people in first class obviously spent a lot of money. And Mm. so you have to be very discreet there because they'll complain as well. So it's something that rarely happens because it causes so much, you know, trouble. Oh, well, the people in first class complain about it. They hate it. They're even worse than the people. They absolutely hate it. But you can kind of understand, say you have spent maybe £12,000 or whatever to fly first class to New York. Mm. How are you going to feel when you, you see some yabo just getting moved up because they bought a, a bottle of, you know, or a box of lint balls, you know? And uh, do you, when you bump people up then, do they, you know, do you kind of whisper in their ear, you know, if anybody asks you, say you're an eccentric millionaire and you turn right <laughs> by accident? I do. Um, but then, you have the reason I would bump them up is I've already judged them already to be the kind of person that's safe. So that's a part of it. If you are a big yabo, you're probably not going to get bumped up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever bump up a, a, a couple with a screaming baby into first class? I'd Absolutely say. Absolutely not. Sorry, parents. Sorry. Sorry about <laughs> not that. Not going to happen. And, and, and you're, you're not, uh, but you're not working this Christmas because you, you're you're uh, recently married. Yeah, I got married um, a month ago now. Yeah, so I'm gonna have Christmas in London with my husband's family. All right, yeah. okay. And that's is that your first time having Christmas with the in-laws? It's the first time, Sean. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Best of luck. 
Fingers crossed. I think crossed. it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine, Sean. Yeah. I'm, I'm positive. Yeah. Okay. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. Yes. Paula, happy Christmas to you. Okay, uh, happy th- Christmas. Uh, and thanks very much for uh, speaking with us today. That was Paula Gahan there. And uh, the name of our hodca- uh, podcast is the Bad Air Hostess uh, podcast. But as you heard there, obviously, she's not a, a bad air, air hostess at all. Uh, my, one texter says, my mom's choir. Uh, sang one evening, uh, sing one evening every year in arrivals uh, at Dublin Airport. Apparently, the airport brings in lots of local choirs and musicians to boost the Christmas feeling when people are arriving home to their families. That's lovely. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.